the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. Coming to you live from a mysterious island that nobody can find unless you already know where it is. (laughs) It's the Worldview Media Podcast. (laughs) Nice. And we are going to talk about the very first Pirates of the Caribbean because... The classic, the original. Because there's a new movie in the franchise coming out. So, talking about the one that came out like 20 years ago is <laughs> as, started close, it all. as close as we get to cutting edge. <laughs> Sometimes. Which is really darn close. <laughs> all right, Pirates of the Caribbean. The Curse of the Black Pearl. Curse of the Black Pearl. Mm. Many burning questions to answer? Sure. Well, I don't know. <laughs> With me today in studio, behind this microphone is... <laughs> behind what? I'm not behind a microphone. <laughs> is my wife, Joyce. Hello. Hello. It's a nice microphone. Hello. I'm behind, behind a microphone. <laughs> behind that microphone is my daughter, Carmen. How are you? Good. And behind the smallest microphone oh. is daughter Jordan. Hello. And we have only one cat in the studio with us tonight. That's you. <laughs> the coolest cat around. <laughs> That's the nicest thing y'all have ever said to me. <laughs> Oh, because the, um, the one cat that's in here. It was a different cat. <laughs> Alright, so Pirates of the Caribbean. And in this movie... What in the world is this movie about? Okay, so you have this girl, Elizabeth Swan, and from a young age... What's she in, like, uh, 18th century England? Uh, is that about probably. right? Well, yeah, probably... Probably so. And? Well, like, real early America is what I would say, probably. It's in, right. it's it's in, in the, the time re- of the, the British colonies in the Caribbean, so. Okay. Ah, good answer. Yeah. When the British were in everything. All right. Not like now. Not like now. So, Elizabeth Swan, from an early age, has a fascination with pirates. One might say she romanticizes Pirates. Yes, one night. And by a series of events, she becomes the possessor of a bit of Aztec gold that later we find out is cursed mm-hmm. with a pirate curse. Yep, the classic kind of pirate curse. And hilarity ensues. <laughs> As it so often does. Right. With, with pirates. pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates on board the cursed ship. Wait, is the Black Pearl cursed? It's uh, cursed because the crew, the is, crew cursed. is cursed. The because ship itself. Of the gold. Yeah. yeah, the ship itself is just sort of carrying the cursed okay, people. Okay, so there's a. But you could make an argument that it's cursed, but that's getting into later movies. Um. Oh, okay. So, uh, anyway, 
the uncovering of this bit of Aztec gold kind of draws pirates to it. Mm-hmm. The crew of the Black Pearl, because they're all under the same curse. Yeah. And and yeah. turns out that the deposed captain of the Black Pearl is a famous pirate named Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh-huh. Played by Johnny Depp. And now, this is where one of the burning questions comes in. Mm-hmm. What in the world is wrong with Captain Jack Sparrow? Oh, boy. Why does he look and act so weird? I think it's the rum. I don't think that's a question we can finish well, in the amount of time and for this podcast. <laughs> I don't Johnny know Depp did him. play him in a very strange way. Yeah. I've heard that the studio... Went to the makers of the movie before it was released and said, "So what's his deal? Is he gay or is he drunk or <sighs> or what's his deal?" Because maybe he's been out at sea so long that he just kind of his brain is just, just weird. Has problems. With yeah, well, and I had heard walking. that too that he just can't get his like land <laughs> legs have, back anymore. Yeah. Well, and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not, this is one of my favorite uh, franchises, but they. Before this last movie's come out, they've actually done, like, the adventures of young Jack Sparrow and everything. So there's this huge, like, backstory canon to everything. So uh, Jack Sparrow is born during a typhoon on a pirate ship. So he's, like, just spent his entire life on ships and everything. And then also um, this interaction that he has with... Uh, this pirate, this cursed pirate treasure isn't the first, like, supernatural thing that he's come across. So he's got, like, a whole bunch of, like, weird things that he's interacted with. And all that stuff takes its toll. And then also, yeah. like... His dad. His dad's um, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then plus all the rum and the, yeah, right. the regular health issues that you run into as a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> the usual sailor Scurvy. troubles. Yeah. <laughs> Cabin fever. There's Lyme a whole, disease. You, there's there's many ways you could put it. So Okay, so we also run into uh, Orlando Bloom playing young Will Turner. Mm-hmm. Son of infamous pirate Bootstrap Bill Turner. Yep. And so he's got pirating in the blood. He doesn't know it. Yeah. And so these three characters, Elizabeth Swan and Jack Sparrow and Will Turner, are tangled in this summer action adventure comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Romance. Romance. Uh, And in an attempt to break the curse and get the treasure and avoid capture and hanging as pirates. Mm Mm-hmm. Phew. All right, now one of the things about this curse (laughs) is that if you're really cursed with this Aztec curse, you're like undead. Yeah, you're basically a zombie now. Right, but you still, you've still, you're still sentient and you've got all your faculties. It's blood money that they paid off to like, hey, stop killing us, you know. Right, so the, the crew is undead and you don't see that they're weird until they get in direct moonlight. Yeah. And then you can see they're they're like Something's not natural. Yes. Right. Now, so one of the effects of being undead, we learn, is that they can't taste food. Uh Uh-huh. And so my my question for you is... Okay. If you could... Be undead? Live indefinitely (laughs) here on the earth, not dying. You could live as long as you wanted to. Mm Mm-hmm. But 
there was one food that you were <laughs> you were unable you were unable to taste and enjoy the whole time that you're alive. Uh huh. I'd have to pick kumquats. Well, no. What would <laughs> what would the worst one be? What would be the food that if you couldn't have that anymore, you'd just say, "No, I'd just rather." I'll just die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Is there a food like that? Or? <laughs> You would give up, like, oh, yeah, I'll trade kumquats for, for, for immortality. You're, you're going in the opposite direction. That's the easier direction. Uh, I don't know. I think it's really more expansive, maybe, dessert. Can I, can I name can a category? Dessert. So if you could live an extra couple hundred years, but you would never be able to enjoy a dessert. That wasn't for me. That was for Jordan. Uh, oh, well... I mean, that would not be good. That's so long to not have any, like, any chocolate or ice cream or... Cake. Puddings. Pie. Pie. Cheesecake. Cookies. Cookies. Hot chocolate. So you're saying you just don't want to live. Well... You don't want to live forever. No, You want to eat these things and die. That's true. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Not right now. Eventually. Eat food and die. That's That's your view. That's the plan. If that's the thing, that you live until you eat this one thing, that's not bad. Because then you just pick something and you're like, ah, well, last meal. And we're good. Well, that's a different question. Y'all are horrible at this game. <laughs> I, don't, I, I like most types of food too much to... So then your answer is the same. You just want See, it. that's the whole reason that they want this curse undone is because it's horrible. They can't, like, they say it's the half-life. It's not... Yeah, but I'm narrowing it down to one thing. Just one What one thing. thing missing would make living for hundreds of years unbearable? Oh. Maybe, like, salt or gluten. Gluten. <laughs> MSG. <laughs> like, you can never eat... All right, that's it. Just take me out. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. Y'all are horrible at this game. Well, what's your answer? I, I don't have to have an answer. Oh, well, that's <laughs> interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Make your own rules. Let's see how it does. Make the rules you do. All right, so moving on. Uh, moving on. We're at the point where we need to talk about are there any uh, standout things as you think about this first Pirates movie? that stand out things that you either liked or you thought were exceptional or that didn't work so well for you. Go ahead. I was just going to say I, I really think the music is pretty good. Uh, I like the score a lot. It's a good... Yeah. It's a good. Yeah, the music's good. Yeah. For me, I think the opening scene, and we, we kind of talked about it when we were watching it, is that there seemed to be a really big age discrepancy between the young... Miss Swan and the captain. Captain was he captain lieutenant? He was some littler thing. Norrington. Yeah, and of course he later has his eye on her as a potential wife. When she and, grows up to be Kira Knightley. Yeah, but uh, she seemed really young, and he seemed fairly older. So it just seemed uh, the casting maybe on that for ages. I don't know. Maybe they could have found they somebody. Could have had a young Norrington. Yeah, somebody else come in who could have portrayed him better because it just seemed really skewed for age. And then when, of course, she grew up and was older, he was still pretty much the same. (laughs) He's cursed! (laughs) So I think that was something I was like, hmm, kind of a little questionable for me. All right. 
And Carmen, what's your overall? And speak over here in this direction. I would say that my overall impression of this movie, this is, this is one of my favorite movies, like, it's one of those, it gets incre- increasingly cheesier the longer the franchise goes, but I'm still down. Um, I think one of the things that stands out the most to me about this franchise is that uh, I would argue that nobody in the film at all is really all that good of a person. Oh, yeah. You know, that, of course, you have all these pirates who are, you know, killing people and, you know, all of this. But then you look at the The Navy and stuff. You know, the good guys, yeah, maybe they aren't so good, you know, that they all kind of bend for different things when it suits them. And sometimes it works out for people that you like a little bit more than ones that you don't. And then you're like, oh, you're a good guy, because I like those dudes. But it's not necessarily a great thing (laughs) for anybody. Nobody's really all that good in this movie. Uh, Right. It's just in the circumstance one will do a better thing than somebody else or something like that. Or a thing that works out well. So I also like the costuming. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really really nice. Costumes the, are really nice. The even the uniforms mm-hmm. and, and the pirates, you know, they looked they like, looked pretty good. Like pirates, the makeup was good, and yeah. some of them look so gross, and you're just like, oh, get away, <laughs> <laughs> go back to the ocean. Because <laughs> this is an older movie. Because now I've started like looking at movies to see, you know, oh CGI. But the the sequences where they turn from skeleton people back to like the real Fleshy, people, yeah. yeah. Those are those are actually pretty good. I think they've held up really nicely. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, like the big climax fight between Barbosa and Jack Sparrow that they're both going back. Spoiler, they're both skeletons at this point. And they go back and forth and they run through these like spots of moonlight, so it's a skeleton and then a real person and a skeleton. It like some points are a little bit eh, but for the most part it's really a decent Yeah, uh, it really has held its uh, technical edge on that. I think mm-hmm. even with the when they're all walking underwater to go yeah. back to the ships, yeah. you know. That's still creepy. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look like, oh, you know, like Terminator things way back when, where you're like, oh, well, you know, that's not so much. <laughs> not so scary, really. So, yeah, I'd agree with all that. Right. Overall, Carmen's already said this is maybe her favorite movie. It's one of my favorite franchises. Oh, favorite franchise. The whole thing. <laughs> okay. So, what kind of letter grade would you give it? Uh, I think this first one probably gets an A from me. It's a real good, just kind of brainless summer Yeah, it's movie. just a romp, a summer yeah, romp. Right. Yeah, right. It's, it's a good time. It's a good time. And Jack Sparrow is a good character. He's yeah. really You know, I really think really memorable. That's yeah. maybe Depp's crowning achievement is being this yeah. Captain Jack. It kind of trapped him, though, afterwards. <laughs> like, But I think he really loved the character. Yeah, well, I think that comes out really clearly and stuff. But he, after this role, he does, like, you know, you see... Well, before this role, he was weird crazy. things. And, he yeah. actually, um, like, there's clips and stuff of him on, uh, you know, online where he talks to, uh, he goes into the parks and stuff... Um, he goes to Disneyland, actually, in California, dressed up as Jack Sparrow every so often. So, if you're in California, going to Disneyland, you run into a Jack Sparrow, you might actually meet the real Jack Sparrow, because he'll just go and do that, because he likes it so much. Because it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I would do it, too. <laughs> All right. So, we hey. will... Uh, yeah, you got... Hey. Overall. Hey. <laughs> oh, I thought you said, hey. 
<laughs> well, you asked Jordan. He said Carmen obviously likes it. I thought you were it. talking pirate. That's <laughs> I. Uh, that's R. A. <laughs> Different letter. <laughs> hey, you skipped me. Savvy? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, there are some classic lines in here, too. Like uh, Savvy? Savvy and... and the one I like. But why is the rum gone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I really like uh, just after that line when he's like going down the beach and he sees the ship coming in and he gets all like, you know, you can yeah. see it on his face that he just mumbles to himself, there'll be no living with her after this. <laughs> right. I've probably heard that too. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and take a break and we'll come back and talk about more thematic and worldview sort of things. We'll be right back. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. And we're back from our hidden island where someone has set all the rum on fire. Oh, no. My word. Now what are we going to do? That can't be right. (laughs) Okay, uh, this is the point where we will talk a little bit more about what sort of morals and meanings are being uh, preached, maybe even unintentionally, in the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, The Curse of the Black Pearl. All right. Uh, One of the things that I noticed that I think we've all mentioned is, and I actually did a little bit of looking online about this and trying to do some research on it, but I guess there was a time in pirate history where uh, there was something like what the movie references as a pirate code. Mm -hmm. But the movie kind of makes it sound like it's a very prevalent thing and all the pirates know about it. Right. And I think that's probably a very big exaggeration. Uh, It was was probably in a limited place and a limited amount of time there kind of was such a thing as a pirate code. Mm -hmm. And now now the movie talks about it and it and it specifically says uh, well it, it, at first it sets it up as the pirates have this code and this is how they live and this is how they do things but very quickly you begin to realize well they start saying it they're more like guidelines really and, yeah, and suggestions <laughs> right and so it's a, they have a code but none of them consider it to be terribly binding right no one really enforces the code right. no. for sometimes down. yeah <laughs> sometimes they do and so I think this is related to other things in the movie, the way they talk about what ethics are. I think the whole movie 
kind of has this underlying tone that says, uh, yeah, there are rules, and we all live with rules around us, but sometimes if you're going to do the right thing, you have to break the rules. Right. And that's a very prevalent thing in the whole American mythos. Uh, you know, rules were made to be broken, and heroes know when to break the rules in order to do <laughs> yeah, the right Yeah, you have things. to know which rules you can right. break and all this stuff. Right. And biblically speaking, you know, we live by a code, but it was a code given to us by God. And our belief about the law of God is what? That there's not going to be a situation where you have to choose between either obeying God or doing the right thing. I mean, they're always going to be the same thing. Yeah. And Usually. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're always going to be the but same thing. you'll have human laws that will say... No, I said God's law. Between God's law and doing the right thing, there's no space. You know, there's never a time where you have to say, well, I can't obey God for the sake of doing what's right here. You know, and in fact, any sticky situation that you get into, it's that law word of God that's going to give you the direction. As to what to do. Now, the law of God may lead you to say, this is what I'm doing, and I don't care what other laws there are. I'm following the laws of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That there would be times when you'd have to make exceptions with man's law, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, the other ethical issues, you were talking about one at the end of the movie. Well, it's, I think it's basically what you're talking about, where right at the end, uh, the governor, Elizabeth's dad is saying to somebody, like... Probably Norrington. Probably Norrington. How he's like, well, maybe in this particular case, if piracy is the right course of action to do this thing, then maybe that's the only... You know, it's this weird (laughs) thing. I think it's like, in the event that uh, an act of piracy would achieve the proper thing, then, you know... Piracy is the proper thing, something like that. Yeah, it's some English fortune cookie thing. The ends justify the means. Yeah, that's what it boils down to. Right. Oh, other things. This isn't really morals and meanings, but as I was looking and doing a little bit of of reading, no surprise, the pirate mythos that runs throughout this franchise is probably about as realistic as, like, the Wild West gunfighter cowboy mythos is. What? So, like, half? <laughs> <laughs> right. 75% right. <laughs> right. You mean the Lone Ranger and Tonto? It's not real? Well, what I was... I was hearing some things, and I... Now I feel bad about... I forget where I saw this, but Port Royal was a real place yeah but when it was a real place it was tortuga it was yeah it was a horrible place and it fell into the ocean pretty much oh wow! like all in one day they had an earthquake and a typhoon and a hurricane and that was it and it was underwater in in one day everything struck uh, at once wow so, they weren't doing good. No, no. <laughs> Maybe a little judgment happened. <laughs> right. And nobody talks about that anymore because all of these disasters hit the actual Tortuga at once and just destroyed it. Wow. Uh, but the other stuff I was reading is, well, you know how in the movies it's the British government and it's the East India Trading Company that are really after the pirates. Yeah. But... I think the British government's relationship to the pirates is much like 
the United States' guerrilla warfare uh, relationship to <laughs> ISIS. Huh. You know, from what I can see, there were times when the British government funded and yeah. supported pirates. Right, the buccaneers. Those thing. were right. privateers. Is the ones that were. If you were officially sponsored by the state, you were a privateer. But and then you were supposed you to were, attack their enemies. Yeah, right. if you were an English pirate and you sacked a Spanish ship, the English wouldn't necessarily like say, "Oh, well, <laughs> that's bad. You shouldn't do that." Right. But just make sure you take care of those guys. Well, they, then they demanded a. You, they'd hire them a to fleet. go out and and attack the Spanish fleet, uh-huh. and they'd It'd be. Take a you could take yeah. They'd take twenty five percent. You can have seventy five, and we'll take twenty five. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is, you know, the U.S. government is what created and funded ISIS and and the Taliban. Well, not just ISIS. There's a lot of groups. <laughs> yeah, and, and and now we're acting like these Where guys. Where these people are, come from? Yeah. How they get all this U.S. made weaponry and you know? Yeah, we gave it to them. Right. Yeah. And and they're bad and and now we have to kill them. And, uh, so there's nothing new under the sun. So, and and then we were watching a show about what was that show about the warriors, the Ultimate Warriors, or oh, uh, I think it was something like the Ultimate Warrior or or something. <laughs> Do you remember that show? It's that old show where they did the computer generated thing oh, to figure okay. out, and they did all this research about what like ancient warriors, well, there historical warriors, and, not yeah, all tools, ancient, ancient, yeah. but like pirates and and knights and Vikings and I, the and IRA. They said there that most of the pirates were former British Navy. Yeah, and, uh, so they so. had been trained. Uh huh. And we're not unfamiliar at all with how the British government worked and all of that. They were veterans. They were the dangerous veterans. Yeah. Okay. And you had an ethical thing, too, that you were I did, but I was going to talk about something else. Okay. <laughs> when uh, you have Barbosa in charge, and he's the one that's uh, regulating how the code is enforced, it seems like there's a, some wiggle room for him to agree to do things, and then yet, if it's not completely specific, detailed, that he can take the good thing that he was supposed to do for you and turn it into something that's maybe not quite so good <laughs> right, for you. Right. And I just think... Right, he's like a genie. Yeah, I was just going to well, say that. It's like and the that, old genie story. And people <laughs> kind of take that view and want to put it on God that, you know, I have to do, right. I have to right. be really careful because then this other thing will happen and I can't really trust him to be good or oh, to yeah, be... Oh, yeah, that's a good point where people think, uh, well, who is it? Oh, George Costanza on Seinfeld. He was <sighs> he was terrified that God was going to see him being too happy. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> he would get him. Uh-huh. But there is kind of that thing. Uh, I think you're right, where sometimes people can suspect that even when God blesses them with something good, that, uh-oh, i got to watch out now. What's, yeah. Uh, what's well, you the, know, Will makes a, an agreement with him. Yeah. Let them go, put them on, you know, make them right. have, be safe, and they're dumped in the middle of the ocean. Well, you didn't say where I needed to put them. Or you yeah, didn't say... Right. And so... I see a little bit of that in our culture that yeah. there's that mistrust and that, well, you told me you were going to do something good for me, but are you really going to do something good for me? Or is it going to be something right. just kind of good for me? And, uh, so I, I just thought about that when we were talking about the code and right. enforcing it and all that. 
So another thing that I had thought about, um, it's when Jack and Will are together on the boat, and it's just the two of them, and Will's struggling with working with a pirate. Right, you know, and finding an out that his dad, who he had thought was just like a merchant sailor. Yeah, was just a guy out working. Yeah, finding out that he was actually a pirate, too. Infamous pirate with a cool nicknicking. <laughs> the bootstrap. So um, he says, well... There are some things you can do, <laughs> and there's some things you can't do. Yeah, yeah, he tells them the only rules that really matter are what a man can do and what a man can't do. And that's yeah. quite Meaning a statement if, if to if make. You can, if you can live with what you've done, then... If you personally, right. yeah. Well, and it's in that same scene where he tells him, your dad was a good man, and... And a pirate. And he yeah. was a pirate. Now, that gets repeated a, a few times, right, this idea that... It's possible to be a pirate and a good man. Carmen was talking about that during mm. the break. What, did you have something you wanted to mention about that? Well, I mean, I think I think part of that goes into the justification that people will use. Like, going back to what you're saying, is the ends justify the means. That part of that is, you know, oh, well, you're, you're a good person, but you're being forced to do these sort of things, you know, that... If it wasn't for this ridiculous set of circumstances that made you go and become a pirate, you know, you probably would have never done that. But then also, I think that goes into um, trying to say, like, just because you're one thing doesn't mean you can't be this other thing, you know, that just, uh, like, I don't know why I'm thinking it, but I'm thinking, like, soldiers, you know, who have to go and they have to fight and they have to eventually probably you know, cause damage to other people, um, that, yes, this is terrible stuff that they're doing, but it doesn't mean that they're not good people, not good men doing what their job is, you know? And that, there's, I know there's a lot of debate about that, whether or not Yeah, assuming it's a just war. Yeah, assuming it's a just war, all this yeah, different right. stuff, you know, yeah. having to justify what you're doing versus who you are as a person, so... Yeah, sure. And that's, I think that's wrong, um... It's the wrong kind of way to go about that because you aren't justified by your definition of a good person. You know, you're justified by what God's definition of a good <laughs> right. person is. Yeah. And if, a lot of the times I think when we get into that is like, well, I'm, I'm still a good person. Like, regardless of this other <laughs> thing I do, I'm still a good person. Right. It's probably a good idea that you're probably not as good as you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's in a lot of movies. That's almost like a... Um, that's almost a mainstay of... American civil religion, this idea that you can do bad things and still be, at heart, you're a good person. We have so many movies where the hero is a bad guy and an outlaw. It's just that when a hero needs to rise up, he's suddenly the one who does, and he yeah. suddenly cares. Yeah. You have that, like, Wolverine, I'm thinking, and and all the Clint Eastwood cowboys in, the, <laughs> in those early movies, and... You know, with the anti-hero, really, that he's been a bad guy his whole life, but now when the when the poop really hits the fan, <laughs> he's going to stand up and be a hero. Uh -huh. And you have the classic things like the hooker with the heart of gold and, and stuff <laughs> like that. And uh, well, the whole thing in Breaking Bad is like that. Oh, all yeah. the all the characters are bad guys, but. You know. Well, it's just that some of them you <laughs> like them. Some it's yeah. just that it's just that you're right. you're shown the story from some of the points of view and not the others. Right, right. You're just asked to identify with one 
particular of these yeah. all bad guys. <laughs> was it you, Mom, that were saying, was saying there was another interesting issue? It almost seemed like once Will Turner found out that his father was a pirate, now he, it's almost like he feels himself sliding into Being, becoming uh, a pirate himself. Slipping like, into the boots. Right, whatever... <laughs> What Bootstrap did is going to pull him up by or down by his own bootstraps, <laughs> and, and he's, like, inevitably going to become a pirate, and he has to figure out some way to be okay with that. Right. Well, and even before he really realizes that, he has sort of made that step into, like, illegal activity. <laughs> I mean, he, he stole that <laughs> that's grand theft ship, and he broke a man out of prison, and... But that was all to save his it love. It was all for love. But those are still the things that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he really that did. all summed. He's he's yeah. a pirate now anyway. Yeah, you're He's right. an outlaw, you're for right. sure. Yeah. You're right. But there, there was that kind of bit of determinism, though. Yeah. Like, like it was a fate that he almost couldn't deny, and he couldn't Well, really isn't that part of the reason that Elizabeth took the coin on the necklace away from him? Because she didn't want him identified as a pirate. Oh right, right at the first, yeah. You know, because yeah. he was, it was, it's his, it, right, it's and his she coin. took it. So is she a pirate? <laughs> well, she's a thief. She, she is a pirate, though. She does. She does turn into like the queen of the pirates yeah. or something like that in one of the later. Yeah. You know, asking to parlay with the right. right. She you know, she knows all she this knows code, code stuff and, and the songs. Yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. Well, we do actually have that sort of thing because. What I'm talking about is a materialistic determinism where you can't escape your biology, you can't escape your heritage, and right. culture comes out of blood instead of ethics and beliefs. And uh, you know there is there is this idea called kinism going around that basically says like if you if an American couple adopts a Korean child, that Korean child will develop a Korean culture. And it won't be an American culture, it'll be Korean, because his culture is in his veins, and it's going to come out. And there's nothing biblical about that idea at all. And, but Sounds odd to me. It, well, it, <laughs> right. is, it is odd. It's a way of justifying like racial supremacy and stuff like that. White culture is supreme and stuff like that. And it must be because it's a blood thing and Yeah, and that it's it's not your it's not your fault you're the best, it's because that's just what you are, which isn't right. correct, you know, that's another justification. Don't hate me because 'cause I'm beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's, another, it's another one of those situations where you're trying to justify something based on something you can't control. Right. You know, and if you're starting to try and you shove off blame like that, then again, I think you're you're probably feeling a little bit of guilt about it. <laughs> probably. Yeah, if you're willing to recognize, I need an excuse for this. <laughs> okay, so I think we're all in agreement that just for what it is, I don't think the movie makers that did this set out to, you know, make a statement about anything. Yeah. It was just. I mean, it's the it's cinematic a, equivalent of a roller coaster. It's a ride. movie based on a yeah. based on a boat ride in a theme park. You're right. You yeah. It's pretty good. It's I pretty, mean, pretty good. But that's what it Both is. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ride is good. Source material was A one. <laughs> that always helps. <laughs> so we're in agreement that it's a pretty good movie. Pretty decent. 
uh, there's no cussing or nudity or mm-hmm. anything like that. There's there's some, there are bloomers. There's pirate cussing. like <laughs> the, Yeah, right. And there's some double entendre here and there. But uh, It's a really pretty, pretty good movie. Family movie. Yeah, it's a fun time. Fun time. All right. In spite of all the witchcraft and magic of the stuff. But well, that was another movie. That's what pirates are into. <laughs> <laughs> All That's right. when they bring Barbosa back. Oh. <laughs> it's time to it's time to bring this ship into the port and no. tie it up to the pier. Trying to make us walk the plank. We're loaded down with treasure. Oh boy, stolen rum. <laughs> <laughs> all what? right. Well, thank you all for joining me here, and thank you all for listening. Worldview Media Podcast. Yes. A proud part of the <laughs> Reconstructionist yes. Radio Network, your yes. one-stop audio shop for all your dominionizing needs. Oh, I didn't know if you were going to get it in. Here we are at the very end. Nailed it. Definitely <laughs> 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 didn't blow it. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. So y'all go out and serve Christ, even in the areas of arts and entertainment. Learn how to communicate a Christian worldview without having to sew little crosses on all the shoes. Yep. Even while boating. Even while boating. Probably not while pirating, but while boating. Yeah, you can sail. Yeah, boating (laughs) is okay. Pirating is a two-hand activity. You can't be be doing other stuff. All right. Say goodbye, y'all. Bye, Bye, y'all. You're you're so funny. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.